It is game day, and we're live here at Pete and Terry's Tavern. Darren McFarland, Willie Donick, Chase McCabe, and Hal Gill. You'll hear him tonight. Color analyst with Pete Weber right here on ESPN 102.5, the game. They do a fantastic job. Year three, Hal. I cannot believe it's already year I three. I know, and I feel bad for the people that heard Vince Gill, and they're thinking, Vince Gill's coming on. And they're like, no. no it's, it's Hal Gill. Just Hal Gill. But well it's done by, by Max. Another That's a nice Gil. touch. Just a different yeah. Gill. A nice touch. Uh, we were throwing out our number, so we'll get you to play along as well. We were throwing out our number of what do you think that final number will look like for Roman Yossi's contract? Well, he says nine mil per. I said nine and a quarter. Chase said nine and a half. All right, do you think one of us is right, or do you have your own number? I think the number that it is going to be is what they settle on. That is, that's <laughs> probably, you know what, I think you're going to win this contest. I yeah. really feel like you're going to it's a tough one because, you know, I think the term has got to be eight. So let's, you know, maybe or but then they're they're also doing these small deals and, but I I, I assume they'd want to get them as long as they can, and is Roman willing to take a little bit of a discount? I think if you're under ten, it's a discount. He's taking the hometown discount because around the league, and you want to be paid what you're worth. You know, you look around the league, I think he's the best defenseman well, so in the you've game. You've said this for a while. You, through your eyes, he's the best defenseman in the game. I, I think defensively he's solid and and strong. He can play big minutes against the big guys. Uh, but offensively, I think he's all over the ice. He drives the offense for the Preds, and he's done it consistently for how many years now? Uh, I think it's, you know, he deserves over 10. But Is but, it fair, Hal, that he should have all of that. I mean, he's a good-looking guy, a great guy, it's not fair. and he's the best defenseman. I mean, is it fair to have all of that <laughs> in fair. one pack? I mean, gosh, that's a lot. He's and, uh, you great know what? guy, good-looking, and the best defenseman in the game. You know what? You know what else is? He's. Um, I know this. Like playing with him, like the first thing, I, he's really thoughtful. You know, yeah. like he's not. He's not just your buddy that you, you bang him on the shoulder. Hey, buddy. You know, like he. He's a good teammate and that he cares. He tries, you know, he does all that stuff. It's really not fair. He told us Tuesday at Centennial that he bought a food truck for the team after practice. Uh, Did yeah. you ever do so, that? Um, no, I, no, because I would go, you know, when I was playing, we'd go to the bar and everyone would eat there. <laughs> 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 so, hence why we why asked would, you to come to Pete Terry's Tavern. Is there a beer cooler with, with the food truck? Uh, ju- it just left. Sean <laughs> like, Henry had it, and it, it yeah, just left. No, it's on wheels. It's pretty cool. Uh, we were <laughs> that like, was we're nice. the, That's nice of him, bringing oh, a food man. truck. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did. Uh, so he provided the food Tuesday. So it's here. Finally, I know you, you, yeah. you thoroughly miss talking about preseason. But now it's, it counts, so it's regular season. You, you know what? I love preseason for all the stories, the young kids coming in, yep. who's making the splash and where the team is going to fit in. But halfway through, you kind of weed through all that. And the then picture you say, becomes a little bit clearer. Yeah, all right, this is our team. And yep. then there's like that last bit where you're like, all right, the guys just want to play. Let's, and I want to talk about them playing real games that mean something. So it's finally here, and I'm excited about it. It seems like we're going to get a different look with those first two lines. We've seen it with other teams. We've talked about kind of that wave, those first two lines coming at you in waves. We got a peak of that in preseason and in camp, and I know they've Peter Laviolette's done some other juggling since then, but do you kind of feel like it's going to start with 
Forsberg on that second line with Duchesne and Granlin. So Kyle Turris on the wing up on the first line, or do you think it, it's going to have a different? You line? know what excites me is is that there are people. You talked about Philip going to Forsberg going to the second line. Mm-hmm. He's going to be livid if he hears someone say that. He he's a first line player. Yeah, Duchesne is a first line player. Johansson is a first line player. RV is obvious. They're all first line players. So. I love the fact that this is going to be a battle for ice time, and I think that's just going to push. Each guy is going to want to prove how much they should be playing. I want first power play. I want this. You know, they're going to be fighting about it, and I think that's just going to make it fun. I think Granlin is going to play with Duchesne and and Forsberg, and I think that's going to be as dynamic as you could get. I mean, that's a good, really good first line. Uh, We know RV and Joey, you know, it looks like Smith is – Going to be on that line to start, maybe? Turris. Okay. I know we saw that in practice. We saw Turris. Um, yeah. Whatever that is. Though Joey is a first-line guy. He wants to be a first-line guy. And so uh, I think they're going to have a, a great chemistry. I think uh, we'll find out what, what it's gonna, what's going to happen, how Laviolette plays it. But there's also a, a great checking line in Sissons, Benino, Watson, I love that. That can line. produce. That can produce. They're going to take some D zone face offs. They're going to be. You can put them out anywhere. Uh, I just think it's going to be a lot of fun this year, and those guys are going to fight for minutes, and that's always exciting. I thought Peter Laviolette put it well when he sat down with us. He said he's told them I've got an 18 minute spot per game yeah. that somebody needs to take. We got 18 minutes for somebody who wants it. Yeah, and that's that's all you can ask for. And you know what? If you're if everyone's happy, you're not doing your job as a coach, right? Someone's got to be upset that they're not getting the ice time, but there's a lot of good players that deserve it, so someone's going to be upset. And how they respond, I think they have the the team infrastructure, the the team, the core is there that supports each other, and so I, I think it'll be a healthy competition, but it's going to be a fun one. We're talking to Hal Gill, and he'll be on the call with Pete Weber tonight for the opener, Predators in the Wild. And, Skillsy, this is the lineup for the consensus seventh-place team in the Central Division. Just some of the names. Just some of the names. I know it. Ryan Donato, Ryan Suter, Zach Parisi, Miko Koivu, Jason Zucker, Jordan Greenway, Matt Zuccarello. I mean, this is not Did you say Spurgeon? I like Spurgeon. I I could could go go on. Keep going. (laughs) Eric Stahl, okay? No. You get where I'm going here. This is not a bad team. This is a this is a solid yeah. team that's won a lot of games together, and they're they're perceived to be a mess because they made the GM change and a, a guy you've known for a long time, Bill Guerin, takes over. But it's not like the cupboard is bare, no. right? Well, that's the funny part is, uh, so Guerin got the job really when you couldn't do much in August. Yeah. Everything's yeah. done. The draft, the every, you know, signings. It's like all right, I'm stuck with this team, uh, but I I think he looks at it as a positive because. It is a good team, and he can put them out there, let them play. He can tweak it as he sees fit, but he just has to sit there, and I think he likes his lineup. You just got to go out there and, and fine-tune things as the season goes on, but this is a good team. So I, 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 I wouldn't – and with the new culture, I think Billy Guerin brings anyone who knows him. He's like a – he's in your face. He's joking, but he's all about hard work, and I think that's the culture that he's going to bring is – Work hard, have fun doing it, be accountable. And I think that's, you know, from people I've talked to, it's already changed. Like the culture in the locker room and around the team, 
has changed, and I think we'll see that on the ice. So I don't count them out at all because they have the skill. You've watched the game evolve. There's certainly a lot of emphasis right now on the speed, the tempo, the transition. And uh, the point was made this morning, the guys from Morning Drive, they probably asked you about it, you know, moving on from rugged, bigger guys like Brian Boyle and Wayne Simmons. Yeah. They haven't really replaced that type of player. Uh, that I think Peter Laviolette said, you know, we've got those kind of guys in the system with Tenori and some guys are coming up. Maybe Trennan's got a little bit of that. But yeah. what, what are your thoughts, just the way the league looks? <laughs> is that as, as the game, you know, you have a season to kind of tweak it, but what do you think going in? Well, the, the hard part is, you, you know, it's kind of a copycat league and everyone, you know, it started, you know, I was phased out of the league because everyone needs a puck-moving defenseman. There's no shutdown D guys anymore. And so everyone's got skill. Everyone's pushing the pace, joining the rush on the back end. And then St. Louis, who is way too slow, they're the last in the league for a reason. They can't compete with the speed. All of a sudden they kick it into gear and they're a five-man unit, steamrolling teams, and they go and win the cup. With, with a, the physicality with being a big, big part of it, With a big physical team. Yeah. You know, Ryan O'Reilly was the slowest player and he can't play. All of a sudden he's, you know, Con Smythe and he's the stud because they grounded up the, the boards and they battled. And there's something to be said for for playoff hockey getting physical. You're going to need that. So I think the Preds have a lot of players that are physical and, and can play the pound game. But uh, as a team, they need to they need to up that. You know, if every guy plays a little more physical, a little harder, a little harder on the boards, then collectively they're a lot better. But it's it's something I think they need to focus on because it can't be just speed all the time. Hal Gill is here with us, Preds radio color analyst. Here on Darren, Donick, and Chase, and I, I've been wanting to ask you this question because I know you, you played. I've been, I've been excited to listen I, I know, to you ask I know, me the question. I know. You don't even know what the question is, but I know. you're excited. <laughs> but you played with P.K. Subban. You know P.K. quite well. And I'm curious of when you look at this team now that he is gone, in some senses, does this team become better for it? Because they have to – now they have to replace him. Now you have to have somebody like a Dante Fabro that has to step up and play those types of minutes. Matias Ekholm, Ryan Ellis, Roman Yossi. The, the defense has to get better because they don't have him anymore. And at the same time, as a team that in history has flown under the radar, now they're kind of doing that again because they don't have that larger-than-life personality in the locker room anymore. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of aspects. That, you know, First of all, you take it in the locker room, and PK is far from quiet. You know, he was. He's, <laughs> that surprises you know? nobody that you say. That. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's a every you know he walks into a room and everyone knows it, and so you know and talking to them it's it's a different locker room now without him and sometimes that's that's a good thing where you can reestablish what your core group is all about because they have a really strong core group in there, and I, I think like you said maybe other guys step up and there's more onus on other players to be vocal and. And be accountable. I, I think that's the biggest thing you have in a locker room is accountability. And then you take that out onto the ice, and how does that translate? Guys have to step up. It's not just Fabro going in. Uh, yeah. You know, like you said, Ekholm is is going to have to play a bigger role than he already did. Um, you look all the way down the lineup. Um, you know, what PK brought on the ice was a lot. He was a big, steady defensive power. I mean, you know, you look at 2017, he was a beast. And that was a big reason why they made that run. So everyone's going to have to pick up the slack on that. And uh, it'll be interesting to see the, the dynamic on the ice 
without him. Uh, but I think it's noticeably, like, very different in the locker room. And then we were talking, Willie and I were talking earlier about Peter Laviolette on morning drive today, and he said that part of his evolution as a coach is this year he's turning over a lot of things to the players, that, that, that the players are going to have a lot of say in the locker room. You know, as a former player, when you hear the head coach say that, what, what stands out to you? Yeah, um, it's interesting because ultimately you want, you know, I played for Mike Keenan, who is a coach that he just pushed all your buttons until he fired you up and then he'd kind of fade away and then it was your team. Mark Messier took over the team and it was his team and they won. Uh, you know, I've been, been through a lot of coaches. Jacques Martin, when I was in Montreal, did the same thing. Just kind of sat back and said, okay, now it's your team because ultimately when you, when you win – it becomes your team, you know, as right. a player. And you're making, you're a, the guy on the ice. Coach can kind of take you there. And I think that's, you know, Laviolette is, is a great motivator and a great coach, but he's got to get those guys to motivate themselves. And so I think that's, you know, as an evolution of a coach, I think that's huge that he's willing to, it's hard to, I think, hard to let go. Yeah. You know, you, you want to have a pulse of the team, but I think he believes in this team and he believes in the group and, so that's a good thing if you can sit back and let these guys take ownership because it's they have to go out there and do it. Well, and I think they have so many different personalities in this room yeah. that they're going to be capable of doing that. Roman is the captain, but you have Ryan Ellis that's the associate captain. You have Joey, of course, that is a part of the leadership group. They have different types of guys that can, and that's, can stand up. And it's a deep group. You know, you go – Sissons is now signed on for a long time. He's a part of that. Uh, Watson – uh, Benino, go up and down. Ekholm is huge. Of course, you have Pekka, who's you know just talking to him. He's been through this a lot. He's he's ready to play, and he, and he's you know he doesn't say much, but <laughs> everyone knows when Pex is in the room. He's yeah. he's the man, and so I think there's a lot of guys like that. So it, I, that's why I keep saying this core group is one you want to keep around for a long time. I noticed Willie didn't name off Ryan Hartman in his list of Minnesota Wild. I'm I just didn't have time. I, there was a lot of guys. I didn't, didn't even mention Kevin team? Fiala. Didn't mention him. Well, we brought him up. Uh, he when was you the were first downstairs. guy I mentioned. Did I you mention Devin Dubnik? I mean, it's you know, it's deep. It's this is going to be a good game. And and, and and you know what? It's funny. I just talking to Billy Guerin because they're opening here. Then they go to Colorado, and then they open um against winnipeg so three division games yeah wow. you know like they're getting thrown to the wolves here yeah. so you know they've they've gotten beat up a little bit you know it's it's hard going through what they've gone through and i think they have a little bit of jam in their game and i think they're you know he's happy that they're getting thrown out there against good teams and so they're going to respond they have and they have nothing to lose right i mean you're coming yeah. in against nashville in nashville it that's a tough place to play anyway and now you go out there and play and, and give it a run. And I think it's going to be fun. If anybody's listening and they uh, – I know it's October, so we're still a little bit early out. But if you are thinking about a Christmas gift for Hal Gill, Sean Henry's Cooler on Wheels is a perfect it's gift It's a remote-control cooler. A remote-control cooler. Really? That is – I mean, the gift that I keeps call, on giving. I just have a car, and I – you can bring <laughs> that. No, but think about this. You're in the living room. How far can it travel? It could go well, to the he, kitchen. He, yeah. And so you have somebody that's by the fridge that loads the beer into the cooler, and then you just bring it back. And then you do. That's why I got a dog. <laughs> training, training him. Hey, hey, Darren, we have to talk about uh, we're using hashtag 
Ask how. Yes. So if you guys have any questions in the post game, we're gonna we're gonna tackle those questions. Use it on social media. Hashtag give out, give Ask Hal. Your, your Twitter handle. And you, you know how much fun we have post game. Yep. Well, we're gonna have fun with people that have questions. So, and, you know, and it can be about life in general. It can be about. Oh, you're not afraid to answer anything. Yeah. I'm let's, gonna ask you let's life. Let's talk questions. about it. I mean, I, you know, I assume it's gonna be a lot about the Preds and about the game tonight. But it could be Doctor Hal. It could be. Uh, let's not go that far. Can I ask Hal dating advice? Um, I mean, we, we don't have any I mean, rules. Can you? Yeah, there you are can. no rules. We've had, we've we, had those. we really haven't set any boundaries. <laughs> except for that. But Chase, uh, please don't fill up with the inbox. <laughs> <laughs> Hal, does she like me? Who? Who are you talking about? We don't want to dig into your life. There are no problems. rules now. But we'll, yes. we tomorrow could there implement will be. rules. This is our first time doing it. This might be a disaster. No, it'll be kind of lo- now I'm even more looking forward to it. Yes. It'll be great. Skillsy, thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you tonight. All right. Thank you for having me. It's going to be a good one. Hal Gill, a.k.a. Skillsy. He'll be in the booth with Pete Weber tonight, 6 o'clock pregame, puck drop at 7 o'clock. It all begins this evening. Bridgestone Arena, Predators and Wild. Back to wrap up hour number two next.